easier than looking at a camera. Okay. Thank you. Colossians. Yeah, the, the camera says nothing to me at all. It has no response at all. And I'm like, did you get it, camera? And camera's like, it's just me, the camera. So anyway, that's just a little insight into what it's like to just talk to just a camera. Colossians 2, 19. So this is a scripture. It's going to be kind of like in the middle of a thought. So I'll give you the scripture, and then we'll give you the thought. Because you'll be like, what does this even mean? He never holds the head, that one who is joining all the body and is standing with armor and with the body parts, and he grows in the growth of God. Okay? Yeah. What does that even mean? Okay, so if you go back to verse 18, it says, What man would desire to indebt you by submitting you to humble ruminations of the works of the messengers? He details about something that he never saw and will be arrogant in the futile rumination of his flesh. He never holds the head. So who is this person? So in this passage here, what we're seeing is that he's letting us know that there are things going on on the earth that men make up. They've made it up. It's like coming out of their own imagination. Um, and they're making people submit to it. But it never originated from the head. Well, what's the head? Who's the head? Yeshua, Jesus, is the head of what? His body. So a lot of these teachings of men have nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus didn't make those. They made them. And you can make whatever you want, but the problem is, is they're wanting people to submit themselves to these teachings, and they have nothing to do with the Lord at all. They have nothing to do with Christ. In other words, when I say they have nothing to do with Christ, I mean they didn't originate from him. They originated from somewhere else. So, again, you can have whatever tradition you want, but if you go around saying, well, Yeshua told me that this is your tradition, and he didn't, first of all, you're not telling the truth. And in this case, they were talking about things that they hadn't even seen. You know, there's, and again, like when I talk about heaven, I talk about the things that I've seen in heaven. You know, we know that the Apostle John saw some things in heaven. We know the Apostle Paul saw some things in heaven. We know the Apostle Peter saw something in heaven. A lot, of the, a lot of the saints have seen things in heaven. They've reported what they saw. But we're not just speculating, you know. I mean, you can speculate, but don't make people submit to that teaching. You know, if you're going to be talking about things, you should talk about the things that you've seen, places that you've been yeah. in the Spirit. And so this case here, you see... Because in verse 16 it says, I'm kind of going to work my way backwards. Therefore, no man will disturb you by food and by banquets or in the dividing of the festivals and the origins of the months and of the Sabbaths. What does this mean? Well, he's saying that there's, there's people, there's men that came in and they made all these traditions, all these festival days and Sabbaths and stuff. And they said, you must subject yourself to these or God doesn't like you. <laughs> but... Look at this. So now it's not just any festival. These are these are the festivals of of um, Israel. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is legit. These are legit festivals, <laughs> mind you. Right. The submission to it is what men made. The the festivals God made. Okay. But here's what they're saying. Paul says these things exist, a shadow of things prepared, but the body is the Messiah. So he's letting them know that when these people came in and they said, you should submit yourself to this festival and that festival and these things and that things, he said, 
they have a substance to them, but it's a shadow substance. In other words, it's showing you the figure. But we have the figure now. The Messiah. Jesus is the figure. So we don't have to follow after these traditions because now they're just man's, it's man making you submit to a thing that isn't part of the head. It's not part of the body. The other thing you'll notice in verse 19, it says he never holds the head, that one who is joining all the body. You'll notice whenever you see a teaching of man, it divides. Mm -hmm. There's no joining. There's only division. We believe this way. You believe that way. We believe this way. You believe that way. Divide, 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 divide. Men's teachings divide people. The head joins the body together in all the joints and all the parts. So when we have something that comes from heaven, it brings the unity of Christ, if that makes sense. Now, what's taught a lot of times is um, nothing. In other words, there is no teaching. Words are being spoken, but nothing's being taught. This happens a lot of times. And because nothing's being taught, we have this form of unity because nothing's being said. <laughs> so a lot of teachings like that. There's a lot of nothing being said. And so they say, oh, we have a lot of unity here. And I'd be like, yeah, but you didn't really ever say anything. Because true unity comes from the person of Jesus. Jesus is not an idea. He's a person. So when we're trying to find unity in ideas, we're teaching ideas, not a person. Does that make sense? When Paul taught, he said, I didn't try to convince you of anything. You know that's in the Bible? He said, I wasn't trying to convince you of anything. His preaching and teaching was not to convince you. He said, I came to demonstrate. You see how it works? From heaven is a demonstration. Men come up with ideas and try to convince you. Heaven is a demonstration. This is how it works. It comes as a flow of the Spirit. You, remember we were talking earlier about the love of God being a flow. You're an expression of God on the earth is a flow of the love of God. That's what's being taught. Kim actually said it earlier. I, I, it was perfect. I know you, you don't even know if you realize that, but I think you said it by the Spirit. She said, um, she said, she said, the best teaching, you said it to Nancy, the best teaching is, is loving people or something like that, you said. That's the way people are taught. They're taught by love. The love is teaching them. You see how that works? The love is... So when we're in this kind of world of ideas, where everyone has this idea and that idea, and my opinion and your opinion, and oh, they have a great idea. Let's all follow them. Mm -hmm. That's the world. That's how it works on a lower realm. But Jesus said a child will lead them. A child will lead us. What, what's, a what's a child do? Well, a child has sincere love. Mm -hmm. It comes from a place of sincerity and a place from the middle, right? Which is where the spirit, coming out of the spirit. So when you get traditions, even if they're good ones, because it doesn't get any better than a, a you know, a, a Jewish tradition of, of the feasts. I mean, they're amazing. I've had, if you ever study the Feasts of Israel, they are spectacular. And I encourage anyone to study them because it's neat because it really demonstrates the shadow of the Messiah. But it is a shadow. Why live in a shadow when you can have the real thing? Mm. 
Why have the form when you can have the real thing? And certainly don't require people to do the form when you have the real thing. You see what people do? So, so what he's saying here is he said, don't let anyone disturb you. Well, what would be disturbed? Well, your love, your relationship with the Lord would be disturbed by all these additional requirements being put on you related to, now in their case, it was banquets and feasts and things like that, real legit stuff, you know. I heard, I mean, I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but I did hear somebody say the other day, if you're not witnessing to one person a day, you're not even a Christian. Wow. What is that? Is it good to share the love of God with people? Of course it is. But should we put on ourselves a weight? Oh, religion's good like that, right? Now, why was that said? Because that was said to them. And why was it said to them? Because the other person that was said to them, it was passed down through a tradition. We all carry those sometimes. No, it's not true. And honestly, the person that said it, I think, is a real great, great person. I still highly respect them, very much so. But that is not from the Lord. Why would you say that? That's weird, you know? Have I ever said things like that? I probably have. I probably have said weird things like that. Or it's like, Jamie, that's totally not true. I'm like, well, okay, sorry. So I don't say that stuff anymore. And there may be other things that I even say now that I won't say anymore in the future because I'll know even more because I'm still growing as well. We're all like that. It's okay. Who's right? Who's good? They asked Jesus, who's good? Jesus said, only God's good. Wait, well, what about all the good things I did? Aren't I good now? Oh, you're proud. That's one thing you are. <laughs> good job there, right? God is good. Let's all look to him to show us the way to go. Jamie, are you giving people excuse to do whatever they want? Nobody needs an excuse to do whatever they want. They do that anyway. I'm telling them to operate out of the love of God when you're doing whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want in him instead of apart from him. You say, he's given you that ability to do that. So don't let people disturb you. This is the message. Don't let people disturb you. Because it is disturbing when you hear things like that. It is disturbing. You're like, oh my goodness. Like even if I say, because I said it earlier about, you know, doing a thing that God asked you to do and then doing a thing that you wanted to do and ask, telling God this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, maybe that's me. Now I'm so nervous about what? My relationship. Maybe I'm not protected anymore. Maybe I've done something to come outside of God. Well, no, you haven't. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because you didn't do anything to get inside of God. What a relief. <laughs> what a relief that is, right? You didn't do anything to get included. Why would you do anything to get excluded? Mm -hmm. The big difference is, is what we have our focus on. If we're focused on separation, we will act as if we're separated from God, and we will live like we're separated from God. It's as if we were separated from God, but we're not because we've been included in him. So the message of the gospel is the reminding of that. You've been included in Christ. And when you acknowledge him, you access the treasure that's within you. When you don't recognize that, you create cheap stuff that falls apart. <laughs> and the cheap stuff that falls apart is temporary. But the thing that he's put in us is eternal. Eternity is in your heart, the scripture says, right? So stay away from people that don't hold to the head. The head is Christ. He's the one that joins the body. He's the one, and it says this in verse 19, he is standing with armor. His body has armor. Mm -hmm. You're armored up. You've got armor on you. Stay there. Stay in the armored place. And it's not just anybody's armor. It's Christ's armor. You are armored up with Christ's armor. As we are one, connected to the head, all of the parts and then look what it says. 
and he grows. And how does he grow? In the growth of God. You are growing because God causes you to grow. You say, I went outside and watered my plant. I caused it to grow. No, you did not. You watered the plant and God caused it to grow. It's the same with your life. Well, I listened to this teacher and it caused me to grow. Incorrect. <laughs> Sound like Dwight. <laughs> Incorrect. God caused you to grow. You see? So when men put requirements on you, let's say if you do these things, you're going to grow. <clears throat> and it's not a part of what Christ, being, being in Christ. In other words, we're adding to him. We're adding extra stuff to him. Don't focus on the shadow. Focus on the man. Focus on, what did he say? The body of Messiah. So remember what you were saying earlier. Taste of the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's not an idea of Jesus. It's him as a man. It's who he is. For if you died with the Messiah from the base elements of the world, why are you living particularly just like you are judged by the world? And in other places, it says you don't owe the world anything. You owe the world nothing because you died to it. You don't even own yourself anymore. <laughs> he owns you, but he owns you in his love. He took you in to his garden, to his place. He, you know, in, in other places it talks about adopted, grafted us into the vine, right? Which is, the, which is Israel, right? That was the vine, the original vine. So we're grafted in. We're part of that vine now. Stay. Don't try to make your own works. Don't try to make your own thing and put a God stamp on it. Mm -hmm. Live out of the fullness of who you are in Christ. Live out of that fullness. Not out of something that's fabricated. But I think that the thing here is this. Never near to them. And never taste and never force. So that's the kind of things that they say. Don't go near to this person. Don't taste this. Don't do that. Don't do this. That's what the kind of teaching that they teach. All the don'ts. All the don'ts. Mm -hmm. These exist uses that will be decayed. Mm -hmm. In other words, all of these rules of men fade away. They don't mean anything. They don't have any eternal substance to them. No. Okay? They're, they're just traditions of men. They're not eternal things. So when we're focusing on the Lord, and I, I'm okay, like, a tradition's a tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some very nice traditions that people have in their families. They even have church traditions that I think are beautiful expressions of God. But they're just our expressions of God. They're not eternal. When you start putting weights on people and requirements on people and things like that that don't have anything to do... Like, I can't tell you to go out and accept any God, and it's the same as Jesus, because that's not true. Mm -hmm. There is only one Christ. There is one Messiah. There is one man in the flesh. He is not some duplicate of some older God and then some type of, you know, vain um, theory and things like that. He is God in flesh. Goes all the way back to the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So we know this about him. This is what we teach. Christ and him crucified. This is the message of the gospel. You don't go from that. But people add a lot. Mm -hmm. And you'll see in this case they were talking about messengers, angels giving them other messages that had nothing to do with Christ. He's like, and then making people be subject to those teachings. Now we have the angels that speak through. Um, we call those, uh, these, these are um, this particular class of, of being 
is um, intellectual. They call them, um, and I don't know their actual names, but they're humanistic spirits. And they center around man as the center of everything. And so they teach from that perspective. And so they teach them these traditions and these things that are related to man and his intellect mm -hmm. and how high of an intellect he can get. And somehow his intellect, as a Tower of Babel, would reach its point to the sky. So man now is creating like a, uh, an intellectual Tower of Babel <clears throat> in which all of the minds of men come together to try to reach to the sky so that they could be like God through their mind. That's the current worship that goes on in the world. <clears throat> when you speak, how do you know? Because if you speak against it, they, they go at you. <laughs> That's how you know what people worship. If, if you say something against the thing that they worship, they will get very angry with you. That's how you know they're worshiping it. Okay. <laughs> a false god, mind you. Mm -hmm. A false god. Okay, Because they have to have that to prop up the god. Gods have to be propped up. I don't know if you realize that. The true god does not. <clears throat> when they brought the Ark of the Covenant in, Remember, they stole the Ark of the Covenant back in the, and they brought it in in front of Dagon, their god. And when they came back in the morning, Dagon was fell flat on his face and his arms and legs had broken off. Mm. Yeah, that's just not how that works. They have to prop up their god. You don't have to prop up Yahweh. He's, he is the creator of all things, yes. you know. So <clears throat> a lot of these traditions of men have to be propped up. You don't have to prop up the love of God. It flows from within you, okay? It flows deep within. Yeah. So... These are the commandments in verse 22. The, these exist uses that will be decayed. They are the commandments and the teachings of the children of men. Just know what they are. Mm -hmm. That's all. Just know what they are. And uh, don't adhere to them. <laughs> do not, <clears throat> do, you, do not have to, you do not have to do those things. Mm -hmm. It's not important to do those things. God has given you what you need in Christ, you know. So what we talked about earlier was all based on these scriptures here. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what that's basically the, the root of it all, is that we have this desire that we want to do something for God, you know, come but not coming in into the party. Because yeah. when you go to a party, <clears throat> someone else threw that party. You were just invited. Mm -hmm. Welcome to your life in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't throw the party. God did. What a relief. Yeah, what a relief. You, this, this party was not your idea. You wanted to serve God as a slave because you screwed up so bad. And God said, no, how about you come to a party? And be like, what? <laughs> he doesn't even acknowledge our little penance that we give him. Because why? Because penance can't do it anyway. That's, that's the cat with the, with, the, with the dead parrot or the dead little bird that he drops at your feet that he captured for you. God's like, it's okay, I'm good. You know, you don't need to give them that stuff. <clears throat> your works are not required to go to the party. You get an invitation to a party, what do you say? I'll be there. What time does it start, right? Yeah. That's what Jesus is doing for us. He's saying, come on in. Let's enjoy what I did. I threw this party. Everything you need is in the party. Everything. You get a ring on your finger. You get a robe, robes of righteousness. You have an entire feast. He killed the fatted calf. He did not spare anything. He gave you the best calf. That was the best food for you. He did it. Don't be the older brother. Don't stand outside and get angry about all the people going to the party because you worked so hard for God. Just enjoy the party. 
Anytime you want to come in, you can come in. Honestly, when he was having that conversation with the father, the older brother, he could have just gone in. He didn't even have to have that conversation. He could be like, well, there's a party. I'm going in. My younger brother, he screwed up, but we're having a party now, <clears throat> right? We don't even acknowledge that anymore. You know why? <sighs> Think about it like this. You're in the family. Mm -hmm. We're talking about who you are, not what you did. It's about what the father did. When you come into your identity as a son, everything that a son carries mm -hmm. becomes a natural outworking. If you see yourself as a slave, mm -hmm. you will only interact in the family as a slave. And I remember the example I gave like maybe a year or two ago. I might give this all the time. I don't know. Uh -huh. But in, in the movie, <clears throat> which was a cartoon, uh, which was a comic strip, Annie. Remember the little orphan Annie, right? She was adopted into the wealthy man's home, mm -hmm. Daddy Warbucks. I don't know if you guys remember this old story, right? And the first time, this is in the movie, the movie from the 80s, <clears throat> and the first time she comes in, the, the, the lady of the house that runs the, the house, because it's, it's a mansion, it, she runs the mansion, she comes up to Annie and she says... Um, you know, because she gets there and the house is so big. She's like, this house, oh my goodness, I can't take it all in. Mm -hmm. And and the lady comes up to her and says, well, where would you like to start? And she goes, well, I guess I can start with the baseboards. And she goes, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I'm going to give you a tour. You've been adopted. This is your house. Wow. You see, that mentality is hard to get rid of. And she was an orphan. She didn't have a family. Mm -hmm. And when she came into that big house she and she was given everything, she couldn't even see it. She thought she had to go scrub the baseboards first. Mm -hmm. She was still a servant in her own mind. But see, the Father God has brought us into a family. It's the family of heaven. We are a part of that family. And it has taken him <laughs> generations to work out this slave mentality that man just wants to go back to. I have to work my way into God. I have to work my way into blessing. I have to work my way into this. And then we have preachers and teachers getting up there just reinforcing this fallen mindset. This, you're here, God's here. Jesus made a bridge. Keep working and you can get over that bridge. Jesus didn't make a bridge. He gobbled you up. You're in his family. You're in him. And he's in you. What we're doing when we preach the gospel is telling you that the party is going on now. You've been invited in. Come and enjoy. Come and enjoy the Lord. Mm -hmm. Come and sit at the table, the feast that's been spread before you. Come and put on robes of righteousness. Get rid of those filthy rags, those things that you tried to carry in with you to that party. That's not even you. That was your fallen identity that you put on. It had nothing to do with you. You are identified by your creator. So this is what we're saying today. Commandments and the teachings of the children of men. Stay away from those. They bring us back into a slave mentality, bring us back into a works mentality. Let God reveal to you who he's made you to be. He's, he's done it all. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that you are teaching us great and wonderful things. You cause us to grow. We receive with meekness that word who is Christ. In Jesus' name.